You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. We're talking with Dr. Michael Dottola about the electric-driven handpiece. Dr. Dottola is a lecturer and columnist with an expertise in restorative dentistry techniques. He is the former director of clinical research and education at Glidewell Labs and currently is the VP of Clinical Affairs at Aegis Communications. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Phil, it's a pleasure to be on today. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to uh, hear what I have to say about this. Oh, likewise. Someone like yourself, who we, we all know, uh, you, you're um, an expert in clinical restorative dentistry. You lecture. Um, you've been around the block a little bit here. And what's interesting is you actually prefer an electric-driven handpiece system over the traditional air-driven handpiece. Can you tell our listeners why? Yeah, you know, during my 15 years at Glidewell Laboratories, I kind of became obsessed with with crown preparations. And it, it started from looking at a lot of the impressions and the models that were coming in and looking at the crown preps of a bunch of other dentists. And when you, when you think about Glidewell, we had about 125,000 preps coming in every month. So you could literally go look at as many preps as you wanted to see. And what I noticed as I was looking at all these other preps is that I, you know, the mistakes that I was making when I was prepping teeth were kind of the mistakes that other dentists were making as well. And there were certainly dentists not making those mistakes. And I wanted to kind of be like those dentists and and be able to prepare teeth um, that I could be proud of and that were properly done. So there was a long search for me to try to find a prep technique that would work in in my hands. And I've always been very quick to admit that I've got a very average set of hands. And so I wanted to get above average results. So I I tried to find a prep technique and I I finally kind of came up with one that was based on depth cuts. But part of it was also based on using an electric um, handpiece as opposed to an air rotor handpiece. And I had used an air rotor exclusively for the first 15 years of my career because it's what I used in in dental school. I remember in dental school, the big innovation in the handpiece was we were the first class that had fiber optic light in their handpiece. And I remember my dad, who was a dentist, calling calling me a wimp, you know, because we had a, a light built mm-hmm. into the handpiece. He said, what, what year was that? That was I. Let's see. That would have been 1987. Mm hmm. And he was saying, why can't you just use your mouth mirror to direct light onto the right, tooth right. like we did back in the 60s? I was like, I, I don't know, Dad. I don't know why we can't <laughs> do that. But, but I feel like this is a step forward and we shouldn't be com- complaining about this. But it was that that same air rotor that I think most of us were um, were trained on. And so, you know, 15 years into my career, I had the opportunity to do a two-week-long demo with an electric system. And I was only like, you know, two days into the demo when I knew that uh, I, I would never go back. And so the big benefit of electric hand pieces is definitely the torque and what the torque allows you to do. And so when I was trying to come up with this prep technique, and if anybody wants to see it, you can just Google uh, reverse preparation technique and, and you can see this actual technique. But because of the torque, when I go to finish the margin on my crown preparations, I can turn the speed of the handpiece all the way down to a thousand RPMs, which which isn't very fast. It's far slower than the, you know, the two hundred thousand RPMs of an air rotor, um, and it's a speed mm-hmm. that is slow enough that lets you turn the handpiece water off 
um, and allows you to take short little strokes on the tooth without overheating the pulpal tissues. And this allows you to be very precise with your margin refinement. You know, we get so used to prepping teeth with the water on that we, we kind of don't realize how difficult it is to see what we're actually doing. And so if you can slow the handpiece way down like you can with an electric and then turn the water off, you can see every little stroke that you take and what it's doing to the margin. And you can see the margin get smooth kind of in front of your, in front of your own eyes. It doesn't cut very quickly, but we're just refining the margin at this point so we don't need it to cut quickly. So it's not like, um, it's not like I'm prepping the whole tooth with right. the water off. That'd be very a slow way to do it. But the success of the crown and whether or not there's going to be recurrent decay five years later, it, it really all comes down to where the, the crown and the tooth preparation margin come together. It's hard not to argue that that's the most important part of the crown. And therefore, you'd almost have to argue that the most important part of the prep is the margin itself. And, and most dentists are using coarse diamonds to prep, which takes big chunks out of the margin. So being able to use a fine grit, like a red stripe 60 micron diamond to finish off those margins with the water off in an electric handpiece, it's it's really impossible to kind of do that with an air handpiece. You can try to feather the rheostat, but you never have the torque. Um, mm -hmm. As the years went on, the torque of the electric handpieces, you know, became extremely useful when it came time to cut off some of the newer high strength all ceramic crowns, such as lithium disilicate like Emacs or especially solid zirconia. There mm -hmm. just simply is no such thing as too much torque when you're cutting through sure. solid zirconia. And so, you know, when I got into electrics, it was it was for prepping reasons, all the things I could do with prepping. And then as time went on, when we launched, you know, Bruxer to the world in, in 2009, when you went to cut these things off, all that extra torque um, was a huge benefit, not, not only for cutting them off, but for adjusting the, and polishing those restorations as well. And, and every time you walk through a dental laboratory, all the hand pieces they're using are electric hand pieces because of all the torque and you can polish at lower speed so you don't overheat the material. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they've gotten the weight and size was always a concern of electrics, but they've gotten a lot smaller and lighter over time so that almost any hand can accommodate them now. So when you're talking about using an electric hand piece, you're talking about to, in this case, it's fantastic for refining the margins at the end of the gross cutting. Would you say that this is an adjunct to air driven where they can use an air driven hand piece for most of it and then go in there and do the refining with the electric or you actually do the whole tooth prep with the electric hand piece? I do the whole tooth prep with the electric campies, but yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't do um, why you couldn't do all the preparation or the you know the majority of it, 90% of it, with an air rotor, and then pick up uh, an electric at the very end. Um, it, that's where it really comes in handy is for that type of finishing where you want to be able to actually see what you're doing with your loops on, with the water off, cutting it like a thousand RPMs. But definitely, if somebody wanted to use an air rotor for the rest of the preparation, you could certainly do that as well. Okay. And how do you think electrics have affected your patient's experience? Well, you know, I think most, um, most dental patients uh, fear the dentist for two very specific reasons, at least in my experience. There's the fear um, 
of the syringe. Nobody seems to be a big fan of that. And the fear of the handpiece itself. And so I've always wanted to see what I can do to eliminate uh, both of those things, because I think if you can get past those two hurdles, patients will love you. So I use a very strong um, topical anesthetic that removes nearly all the objections about the syringe. I mean, they literally can't feel uh, the syringe go in if you use, you know, a strong topical properly, but the sound of the air turbine handpiece is one that's nearly impossible to to work around. You know, we've had patients wear right. hair, headphones or earbuds and listen to music, but they can still kind of hear it. And it's just so, whether it's the movie Marathon Man or whatever it is, <laughs> where the, the, the whine of that air rotor handpiece is just associated with awful things, you know, happening in a dental operatory. And so when I switched to electrics, uh, patients, you know, commented, how nice it was, you know, not to hear that that high pitched whine of an air turbine. Of course, I was bragging about it as well. You know, anytime we incorporate something new into the practice, we brag about this technology we brought <laughs> into the office. And it could be anything, you know, it could be a laser, it could be a laser pointer. And we'll still say, hey, we have a new laser here at the office, even if it's just a pointer that I bring to lectures. But you have to, you know, part of incorporating technology is you or your staff bragging about it to your patients because they want to go to a dentist who's staying on top of technology, Absolutely. just like we want to go to a LASIK surgeon or whatever, who's staying on top of technology. So we were bragging about the electric hand pieces. It's not like the electric hand pieces don't make any noise whatsoever. They still make a noise, but it's not that high pitched whine of an air turbine. Um, electric hand pieces become even quieter uh, when you run them at lower speeds. And so as you, as you bring them like the max speed on most of these is like 40,000 RPMs. And as you bring it down to 20,000 RPMs, uh, you can definitely make electric hand pieces even more quiet. If you did have somebody who was really, you know, phobic about it and because of the torque, they can still cut effectively at those mm -hmm. lower speeds. And so we definitely let patients know that we were incorporating this uh, technology because it allowed, you know, it, it wasn't going to be as loud and it was going to be a better experience. And so they, and once we told them, they said, yeah, I noticed that's not as loud. And I hated that. You know, we used to have a thing in our toy box. We have a toy box where the kids can go get a toy. And one of the things was this little thing you could blow into. And it sounded just, it was this whistle thing that sounded just like a high speed handpiece. And I used to keep one in my lab jacket. And when they'd say that, I go, oh, you mean this sound and kind of blow into it. So, you know, we, we played it up, a, a we played it up a little bit, but again, I think you should, I think anytime you add a new service or technology in the, in your office, if you or your staff don't uh, brag about it, the patient's aren't going to know about it. And uh, they'd like to be able to go brag to their friends about how great their dentist is too. By what you just explained, um, that's a good reason to use the electric handpiece for the whole prep rather than use the air rotor, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just got used to it. And, and you, you'll notice when you cut with it too, that it's very, you know, concentric and it's kind of hard to say, well, what, what does that really, you know, feel like? It's almost what it doesn't, you know, feel like how sometimes, on air turbines as they get a little, you know, out of whack that they're not cutting like in perfect circles. And this is, you can demonstrate this um, looking at loops and looking at how to an electric versus an air at, if you look under higher power magnification, how they cut differently. But I just really liked how it felt um, in my hand as well. And again, I've got average size hands, you know, my dental school, University of the Pacific, I think almost 50% 
of the graduates this year are going to be female. Females tend to have smaller hands than males. So I can see how, you know, the electric hand piece of 20 years ago may not have felt good if you have smaller hands, but they continue to get smaller and lighter as, as time goes on. So I've never minded doing everything. I do still use air rotors for um, like second molars in some pedo cases. So there, there's definitely still times where the thinness of the head of an air rotor comes in handy. So I still use an air rotor probably 5% of the time and then, and mm-hmm. then use the electric maybe 95% of the time. Did your lab technicians notice any changes to your impressions? You know, the, the, the thing that I was kind of a mediocre dentist. <laughs> I hope no patients are listening to this, but I was kind of a mediocre dentist Careful. for the first 15 <laughs> years after I got out of dental school. And it wasn't until I went to Glidewell that I was forced to become a better dentist. And the, you know, the quickest way to become a better dentist is to move your practice inside of a dental laboratory and then, and then spend all your time just prepping teeth on laboratory technicians who are going to take it very personally how you prep their teeth. Laboratory technicians are the only patients who complain to you when you don't reduce enough. They're like, take more tooth off. I need to make a beautiful crown mm-hmm. uh, for myself and my mouth. And so they were looking very closely at all, all of my preps. And that's really why I actually had to get better. Um, and once the lab started to digitally design crowns, like back in 2005, this meant they could scan my preps, you know, on a stone model and then look at them with much higher magnification than with my loops that I could see with like 4X loops on. So when they started showing me the chips in the margins of the tooth preparations and how Emacs doesn't like chips out of the margins, that's what kind of, you know, got me thinking about using the electric handpiece at a thousand RPMs with that fine grit diamond with the water turned off. And that finally allowed me to get the smooth finish on that margin that the technicians had always hoped would be there. And then, and then using that reverse preparation technique that I mentioned uh, earlier, I finally got enough reduction on the lingual aspect of the margin of my preparation. So I used to do a pretty good job like most dentists prepping the margin, the gingival margin on the buckle aspect of the preps. It was on the lingual margin where it kind of fell apart. And so the combination of the electric handpiece and that reverse preparation technique really helped the technicians uh, become happier with my preps. And, uh, you know, like two years after I started using the electrics with that technique, the, the complaints about my preps um, from the technicians largely stopped. And as far as clinical procedures, um, are there any particular procedures that you enjoy more uh, using the electric handpiece systems? Well, like I said, I pretty much use it for... Um, all restorative procedures and kind of everything now, but there's probably uh, two or three that that really stand out. Um, obviously, the one we kind of touched on, crown and bridge preparations, you know, typically involve uh, a significant amount of tooth reduction and that concentricity and that smooth cutting that I mentioned. You know, you really notice that when you've got a handpiece in your hand for like six to eight minutes or more, that that's, I guess that's when I notice it. It's not so much if you're doing like a class one or two posterior composite, it's when you're doing like a eight or 10, you know, crown preps and you're going to have that handpiece in your hand for, you know, eight, 10, maybe 15 minutes. Um, that's, I think when you kind of notice the, the, the lack of fatigue because you're not having to grip it, as hard to try to make it cut a little more um, 
smoothly. And and like I mentioned, when you um, look around a dental laboratory, you'll notice technicians pretty much are only using those electric hand pieces um, to polish the restoration so you can keep the RPMs low. That's something I didn't know about before I got to Glidewell. I remember polishing some Emacs crowns back in 2007, and I had the RPMs cranked way up as I was polishing the Emacs crown. And um, I noticed that there was some cracks, you know, in it as I was polishing it, but I was polishing it way at way too high a speed. And I should have known because it started to turn glow orange, like in my hand and I had to drop it. Like, I don't know if you remember, like with cast gold, oh, yeah. it over oh, here. Yeah. you'd yeah. actually have to drop it. You can do that with all restorative materials um, with almost, with almost any hand piece. And so with the electrics, they have so much torque that you can keep the RPMs very low so that you don't overheat these restorations, whether you're polishing them out of the mouth or actually in uh, the patient's mouth. And I guess the, the the third thing besides prepping and polishing, again, would be uh, it really is a blessing to have an electric handpiece to cut off a solid zirconia restoration. I mean, for any dentist out there who's had the occasion to cut off some of those solid zirconia crowns, it's just not not fun. Uh, I, I really feel bad, Phil, for um, all the dentists graduating now. You know, in the old days, we just cut off PFMs and it was kind of fun. Right. You know, porcelain porcelain exploding off the crowns mm-hmm. and then cutting through the metal. Captech was fun to cut through because most of the time you just had to get the handpiece close to it and the crown would jump off into your hand Absolutely. and surrender yep. very easily. And mm-hmm. can you imagine graduating from dental school no. now and knowing that 70% of the crowns you cut off are going to be solid zirconia? Oh, my God. We need an ADA code so we can charge insurance. No, that's that's totally true. And as an endodontist, you know, just making access, endodontic access through some of those crowns were were tough. But again, porcelain fused to metal, you know, we would just cut a little line in the back of it and put an instrument and separate it. It would just pop right off. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess the good news is the good news is that um, on monolithic zirconia or Emacs, for that matter, there is no porcelain to pop off while you're doing an endo access. And right. Have, have do a lot of explaining. So I guess that's the good news. But the the bad news is if you don't have a zirconia optimized burr uh, and a lot of torque, oh, you, you might, might be at it. For a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a long, long procedure. So um, to wrap up this podcast, let's talk about some recommendations on electric hand pieces. Anything you can tell our listeners as far as that goes? Well, all I can tell them um, is that I, I've only used one system for the last 20 years and that's been the cavo electric matic electromatic system and the reason it's been the only one i've used is that it's been very uh reliable i suppose if i had started with another brand i would have switched but i don't think most you know most people do it's not you know it's kind of like uh, if you buy a panorex and you're not totally happy with it you're probably not going to go out and buy another brand right. <laughs> a panorex or or, or a sephir mm-hmm. or whatever and so i i've only use my all my experience with the cable electromatic system because it's it's worked so well for me but certainly i know dentists who have uh other systems and it's it's they're working well for them as well so i i can only vouch um for cabo and they have that um quattro care plus that my dental assistants use so one of the things that I like about electrics versus air turbines is that there's actually less maintenance and it's easier and the turbines actually last a lot longer. And if you take care of them, uh, we take that Quattro 
care plus and after every usage my assistants put it in there and it keeps things running smoothly on a daily basis make sure it's cleaned and lubricated and uh i'm amazed how many sterilization cycles these electric hand pieces can go through uh without any additional maintenance and that's definitely one of the things that um is a change from my air rotor days where I remember having to send a lot of those in yeah, sure. uh, for service and things like that. That this these do real electric hand pieces do really well in the sterilizer uh compared to uh air turbines. You'll get three to four times as many sterilization oh, wow. cycles wow. um out of these because they're being built um so well these days. And um what's, you know, the, what's the Quattro Care Plus? How does that work? It's a um it's this device that sits on a countertop and it's got four um, handpiece attachments in there. And, and so, um, you can take the hand pieces and stick, if you have four of them, stick all four of them in there and close the door and press a button. And it, then it automatically goes through a purge and clean and a lube. So it does everything that oh, nice. the assistants would have to do by hand, except it does it, uh, it does it for you automatically. And as long as you get in the habit of doing that after every use, it'll, it, these will last a long, long time. It's really when assistants kind of start shirking those duties that shortens the life of air rotors and electric hand pieces and so if you make it simple enough where they just have to load it into this machine press a button wait a minute or two it's simple and straightforward compared to taking like aerosol cans and try to spray it into the holes of a hand piece so uh, i guess the bottom line is i started with uh cabo electromatic and i've I've never had a reason to change so that's been the one uh, that i've stuck with for the last 20 years Absolutely. We appreciate that recommendation. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. And we hope to have you on soon. And uh, we'll look forward to lots more of these. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Phil.